All right. I just realized that I am finally woke from my food coma on uh, Thanksgiving. I put myself in at least two, for sure. I ate at least two places that put me away, put me to sleep for a while. Um, those are some of the best naps. If you have your Bibles or your smartphones, you can find me in the book of Luke this morning, chapter 17. And we're going to start at the 11th verse. If you have it, say amen. Oh, y'all can do better than that. If you have it, say amen. amen. All right, all right. Luke 17, verse 11, reads this. While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he told them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice gave, thank, gave glory to God. And he fell face down at his feet, thanking him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Did any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, get up and go on your way. Your faith have saved you. I want to talk from the title of Ten Weeping Men, One Grateful Soul. I don't know about you, but I, I come from a, a, a generation uh, uh, upbringing that if someone did something nice for you, you were supposed to say, thank you. But however, if, they, if you did not, your parents would give you some reminders, and a reminder would go something like this. What are you supposed to say? And you would say, thank you. Or if they gave you something and you didn't say thank you, what my mom would do is she would take whatever they gave you until you said, thank you. But in our text today, Jesus heals 10 men, but only one comes back and says, thank you. But we don't see Jesus giving a friendly reminder. We don't see Jesus taking away their healing. But we do see Jesus asking a series of questions. Were there not 10, where are the other nine? Did anyone come back to give glory to God except this foreigner? And so those questions had me want to ask questions of my own. Like, what made the one come back and say thank you? And what made the nine not come back at all? And so let's, let's venture and deal with these two questions, shall we? Could it be that the nine did not come back because 
They had conditional gratitude. What is conditional gratitude? Conditional gratitude says this, I'll praise God once I'll thank God once I get what I asked for, once I see my circumstance change. But here's the, the kicker. The Bible says while they were on their way to the priest, they were healed. So they had not yet reached the priest, so they had no clue that what they had asked Jesus for had already manifested in their life. And because they had no clue, they missed their moment of thanks. To be able to give Jesus his just due. We have to be able, church, and get our gratitude to a faith and a place that we say thank you to God, rather we see our circumstances changing right away or not. Could it be? Could it be that the reason why they didn't say thank you was because they had an attitude of entitlement? See, if you know something, uh, scholars suggest that these other nine were Jewish. Right, but commentary also says that their, their mere approach to Jesus would have indicated that they knew about Jesus, and not just Jesus being a healer, but Jesus also possibly being the Messiah. And so if you're Jewish and you see Jesus as the Messiah, who is your liberator, then him healing you was him doing what he was supposed to, rather than because he chose to, as Dr. Evans say. And so maybe they didn't come back because they felt entitled for Jesus to do what he did in their life. But I, I also sense that we, church, find our place in entitlement as well. It is somewhere between our cry and our deliverance, that what God does out of grace and compassion, and as our tears become a distant memory, thank you seemingly flees our vocabulary. And what he does from a humble request becomes a sense of entitlement and expectation. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, does our cry and our gratitude, are they on the same level? Our cry and our gratitude on the same level. So if entitlement and conditional gratitude seem to have been the barriers for these nine not coming back and saying thank you at all, then what makes the one the Samaritan come back. Because see, for the Samaritan, this was not normal. He would not be this close to Jewish people. They were not friends. Well, what do you, what do you mean? Let me give you a little historical context about these two ethnic groups. When Israel was exiled to Assyria, the Samaritans had also been captured by Assyria, and so they went and brought them into Israel's land. And so when, when 
when they come into the land, God had allowed animals to attack them until they learned the ways of the living God of the land. And so the king sends for the priest. The priest then teaches them the ways. And now as the Jews come back from out of exile and they go into worship in the temple, they don't let the Samaritans worship because they were known for being idolaters. They were known for worshiping idols. And so, but there are some of them who learned the, Jew, the Jewish teaching and held to it. But nevertheless, the Jews was like, nope, you can't worship with us because you're not fully Jewish. And so the Samaritans then build their own temple on Mount Gershom. I'm probably butchered that name, but that's all right. And they built their own temple and they go and worship, but a Jewish king then destroys their temple. And so not only does Samaritan rebuild their temple, but they sneak into a Jewish temple and defile it with dead bodies. And oh boy, did that really make the Jews upset. So now they're like, you can't even come near the temple. And so what would make this one, this foreigner, come back and say thank you to Jesus, who's a Jew, knowing the history and the hostility between the two groups. Could it be? Could it be that the Samaritan realized that Jesus did what no one else could. Jesus healed what mama, could, what mama Kiss couldn't make better. Jesus healed what medicine couldn't fix. Jesus healed what therapy couldn't fix. Jesus healed what surgery couldn't fix. Jesus did what no one or nothing else could do. Jesus healed him of his leprosy. Could it be? that he came back and said thank you because he realized Jesus did what no one or nothing could do. Could it be? Could it be that the Samaritan came back to say thank you because he remembered the journey better than the other night? The psalmster says it like this, the ropes of death was wrapped around me, and the torment of shom overcame me. I encountered trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is compassionate. The Lord guards the inexperienced. I was helpless, and he saved me. For the Lord rescued me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed even when I said, I am severely oppressed. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. How can I repay the Lord for all the good he has done for me? Could it be that the Samaritan remembered the journey. He remembers what it is like not to be able to sit at Thanksgiving dinner. 
He remembered what it is like not to be able to celebrate life's milestones with friends, families, and loved ones. He remembered what it is like not to be able to worship the living God. Could it be he remembered his life's resume, but he also remembered God's resume in his life? And so for that, he wanted to say, thank you. Could it be? Could it be the reason why the Samaritan came back to say thank you was because he could finally find his identity in something other than his circumstance. Could it be? I mean, could you imagine everywhere you go, you go by the local grocery store, unclean, unclean, unclean. You pass by the local park, unclean, unclean, unclean. Your friends see you just out in the middle of nowhere. Ain't that joke? No, unclean, unclean, unclean. And maybe for the first time in a long time, he could see himself other than his circumstances. I don't know about you, but I could remember my circumstances, my physical impairment being a part of how I seen myself, particularly in middle school. You know, that's when guys start to feel like self. They notice the, the ladies. And, you know, I wanted to talk to some of them, but some of them see me as crippled. Some of them see me as disabled. Some of them even said retarded. Although they were speaking out of ignorance, but, and although I did not have to seat myself in it as much as he did, but it still would have played a part of how I see myself in a certain aspect of my life. And so I didn't think I would ever be able to date because of how people see me. They didn't see me as a person. Some of them didn't see me as a person. They seen my circumstances. They seen my condition. And maybe some of you may, have no, may know what it is to be called retarded. Maybe some of you may know what it is to be called handicapped. Maybe some of you may know what it is to be called an inmate. Maybe some of you know what it is to be called an addict or homeless. And for the first time in your life with this divine encounter of Jesus, you found yourself in something other than your circumstances. And so maybe he can see himself now as something other than a leper. He can see himself as the Imago Dei, an image bearer of God. And for that, he wanted to say, thank you. Maybe the reason why he came back to say thank you was because he had a different level of faith. Both his faith and his gratitude towards Jesus did not just change his leprosy but it, it made his rough place smooth. It, it shifted how he seen himself. It made him whole.
And for that, he wanted to say thank you. Church, my hope is this, that no matter our trials, our tribulations, our difficulties, from our cry to our deliverance, may gratitude always be in our hearts. And thank you be ever present on our lips. God bless you.